Hello and a very warm welcome to Rajya Sabha Television. This is Security Scan. I'm Frank Rausen Pereira. Well, Prime Minister Narendra Modi on Sunday handed over to the army uh, the Arjun main battle tank, which is uh, the battle tank MK1A version, dubbed by him as an example of India's united spirit as the South-made armoured vehicle will guard the northern borders of the country. At a function, he also accepted a salute by the state-of-the-art tank, indigenously designed, developed and manufactured by the Defence Research and Development Organisation's Combat Vehicles Research and Development Establishment. Arjun MK-1 Alpha is a contemporary tank with battle-winning efficacy. It is infused with 71 new features and would ensure effortless mobility in all terrains besides precise target engagement during day and night. The production order opens up a large avenue in defence manufacturing for over 200 Indian companies and scores of micro, small and medium enterprises with employment opportunities to 8,000 people. The tank is a shining example of the centre's much-touted Atmanirbhar Bharat, a concept of attaining self-reliance in various sectors including defence. In this edition of Security Scan, we will analyse the salient features of the Arjun main battle tank. Joining me on the program today are Lieutenant General A.B. Shivane, retired ex-Director General Mechanized Forces, Major General Ravi Arora, retired defense expert, and Dinakar Peri, senior journalist. Thank you to all my guests for joining me on this edition of Security Scan. And General Shivane, let me start the program with you first. Uh, let's uh, talk about you know the uh, Arjun main battle tank project itself because it's not something new. It, uh, the project uh, started way back in the 70s. So take us through that. Uh, thank you, Frank. Uh, at the very outset, let me congratulate DRDO and CBRD for evolving a tank platform, uh, which is a complex and uh, challenging task, no easy task. And it also gives immense pride to fight and win Indian wars with Indian equipment, provided, provided it gives an operational advantage or at least a parity with the adversary. Now, coming on to your question of the evolution or the genesis of uh, Arjun. Arjun project started in 1972 as a project Chetak. It was envisioned as a main battle tank of a category at that time of 42 tons, because in the Indian context, a medium or a light category tank is the operational requirement, as also today given by the GF, General Staff Policy Statement of the Mechanized Forces. Thereafter, in 1978, it, it evolved into a 48-ton uh, tank in its uh, development stage. And in 85, it became a 52-ton, uh, that was the last GS car that was stated as 52-ton. And it, thereafter, it became a 62.5-ton tank, finally, with the first uh, uh, limited series production, which started in 2004. And the two armored regiments, which were kitted, were got kitted in 2009 and 11 as such. So uh, what, is, what is the special about, uh, special features of this Arjun uh, when we call it a main battle tank. Uh, firstly, uh, let me uh, mention 
before I analyze this, and if, if Frank permits me later, but let me just state the feature before the analysis. It's a heavy battle tank. The Mark I uh, was in the category of 62.5 ton, and the Mark II, this is a Mark I Alpha, because Mark I Alpha is less than missile firing capability, is in the, in the area of 68 uh, uh, tons or so. So this is a heavy category tank, which has its own operational, logistic, and sustenance uh, issues attached to it, number one. That is as far as uh, the overall size is concerned. Uh, it's empowered by a 120-millimeter rifled gun, which is the only uh, rifled gun today in the world because everyone has moved from a rifled to a smoothbore. Today you have 120 and 125 millimeter smoothbore gun because that is the evolution in tank gunnery for mm. future scope. Uh, the third thing is, as far as the, this was the firepower aspect, as far as the protection aspect of it is concerned, Right. Uh, it has a ERA panel. It has uh, uh, indigenous armor, which is uh, uh, said to be of a very high quality. But today we talk of survivability. We don't talk of protection. And survivability is multifaceted. So to that extent, its huge size and dimension make its silhouette uh, highly visible. So these are the characteristics, but subsequently, uh, uh, Frank, I would like to analyze this in the context of the utility of a platform, uh, a fighting platform in terms of deployability, sure. employability, and capability, which is the operational aspect which must uh, drive a design uh, of a tank and its operational environment. We'll come to that in Thank just you. a bit. We'll talk about that as well, uh, you know, a little later on in the program. Let me bring in the other panelists too. Uh, General Arora, let's talk about it from uh, the aspect of, you know, how is it going to help our armed forces considering how warfare has changed over the years? What is it that this particular tank brings to the table? You know, the very fact that the Prime Minister himself handed over to the tank to the Chief of the Army Staff shows the importance it is being attached to it. And there are a number of aspects uh, connected to it. Uh, one of them is that combat vehicles require advanced technologies. And so we have realized many of the technologies indigenously, which are required uh, to produce this tank, although many of the major components remain imported. Uh, but still, it's a big achievement. The tank is considered to be a kind of a strategic system, just uh, like the fighter jets and submarines, uh, helicopters and all. Uh, and that is why India's future main battle tank, which was planned a few years ago, and the terminology changed to future ready combat vehicle was planned as a strategic partnership model uh, by the major industrial houses in India in collaboration with foreign OEMs and the government was prepared to fund the prototyping. But that plan now with this event taking place of the Arjun Mark 1A being handed over 
looks like those plans have been shelved. It also means that we are likely to rely more on the Arjun Mark II, which will come later, rather than Russian M90 and other tanks. Uh, now, the Mark I-A, the, the, the letter A, Alpha, itself means that it's, it's a big improvement over Mark I. We'll go into that, those improvements just now. And very significant is that the army has happily accepted the Arjun Mark I-A. It was not so with the Arjun Mark I. It was thrust down their throats. Uh, 124 tanks order was placed under pressure. But now uh, trials have been carried out. And when Indian Army carries out uh, technical trials, you can be assured that they are very harsh in their trials. They're very strict in their trials. Anything uh, tried out by the Indian Army and passed means many other armies can shut their eyes and buy that equipment. So it has passed stringent tests, uh, although... Uh, there are some issues which remain. There have always been issues with the Arjun tank, but those times are now gone when Arjun at a time was considered to be a dead project. You know, the first prototype was uh, for 40 tons in weight, but that is the time when the army had not formulated the requirement. And then when the army started formulating the requirements, the weight kept going up. Anything you want in a tank, anything good you want in a tank, the penalty goes on the way. So look at it now, as General Shivani said, this one was 62.3 tons. Mm. 1A is 68 tons. Where will Mark II go? What will happen to the weight and size is yet to be seen. It's a similar right. uh, problem like the LCA, where you want to increase the thrust of the engine and reduce the size of the engine with the, you know, if I remind you about the Kaveri engine. So similarly, people want more things to go into the tank, but that means a problem of more space and sure. the problem of weight. It also means uh, that, you know, recently or last year in the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict, it emerged that the tank did not do so well against unmanned systems. Right. But in the Indian context, we cannot wish away the tank. Tank is going to stay for many years, particularly in view of our enemy's capabilities. And you have seen the standoff with China, how many tanks are facing each other at sure. such extreme altitudes. So with this order of uh, 8,500 crores for 118 Arjun Mark uh, mm. 1A tanks, the total will go up to uh, 240 tanks. Uh, they say there are 15 major improvements in the Mark 1A. We'll come to those improvements in just a bit. We'll take about, we'll take up that aspect as well ahead in the program in the second round. Let me bring in uh, Dinakar Perry as well into the picture, who's been listening, uh, who's been patiently listening to the uh, other two panelists. So let's talk about uh, the aspect of you know Atmanirbhar Bharat and what does it mean, and you know uh, what does it mean for Atmanirbhar Bharat as far as uh, this particular tank is concerned. Uh, see, uh, thanks, Frank, for having me on the show. And yes, I know that's an important aspect, you know, you, you raised. See, this this uh, handing over happens just about less than a month after the order for 83 LCA and see LCA Mark 1A game was placed with HAL. So it's, it comes, you know, two big platforms. In the, you know, essentially, it shows that your industry as a 
whole other your dpsus your rnd or private sector because there is a huge uh, you know component for the private sector as well in these deals it's not just about your drdo developing one and the dpsu building one there's a quite a large ecosystem uh, of private sector coming in so on that note you know it, it's uh, an important milestone in that sense that you know your nidration for key you know major platforms is going forward because it builds it helps build your ecosystem whether it's for the lca or for the arjun again see in the arjun for instance now uh, it's about uh, 41% indigenization as of now and which by uh, by the time the production model comes up it will be about 52 odd percent 50 to 53% officials hmm. have said that and the work is on you know it's a work in progress and in fact they also said that if the numbers go up further the uh, indigenization can be pushed up to 70% at a later stage but as of now that's where you know it's going to be and as part of that see that 14% uh, what do you call increase in indigenization what i refer, just referred to that's that essentially goes to two key technologies or you know two key developments one is the uh, commander's panoramic sight and the gunner's main sight the two of them which on which drdo is right now working on indigenization that part of it trials are on in fact they are already underway it has already gone to a certain stage there there's some validation going on in fact as we speak it's underway in next month one of it is the gms is supposed to be validated uh, in in march and then subsequently summer trials after it will be cleared so that's an important milestone you know as the indigenization aspect you referred to so that's one uh, milestone and the other one the key step which again uh, general shivana had referred to the missile firing capability which as of now is not there in the mark 1 alpha but subsequently again the trials are on the the process is underway and once it's the the fire missile kit uh, is ready the mark 1a as it is is ready to get that you know be incorporated on board so you don't have any uh, you know di- diversion there as soon as the technology is ready it can be just plugged in plug in and play it can be put in so your mark 1 alpha will be ready to fire the missile it's essentially the missile firing which is pending and not the tank being ready to accept it so that's also kind of on the way as officials drd officials and mod officials have said mm. so that's where we are in terms of indigenization and yeah it's it's a great step forward absolutely all right so uh, general shivani let's talk about the utility of the tank that's something that you wanted to talk about in your opening remark as well we've come back to it now please go ahead the floor is yours okay thank you uh, what i wanted to mention is the utility of any platform in fact a force also a military force is dependent on three key factors one the deployability two the employability and three the capability which is specific to the battle operational environment of a nation it's, it's not a cut copy paste of others so you can't you can't have abraham challenger challenger or 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 or, or any other leopard and say let's get it for our operational environment so it has to be operational environment oriented what so therefore when you come to these three factors firstly deployability let me very put it very frankly that the myth that bigger the better syndrome is self defeating so the technology permits you to to miniaturize the world over they are looking at mobile protected firepower light combat vehicles the gsps of the mechanized forces which was made during my tenure was 
was states very clearly that in our operational environment, medium and light tanks are mandated. Uh, having said that, why, why a heavy tank has its limitations? Firstly, when Arjun Mark I trial took place, it very clearly came out and was recorded as a recommendation that the deployability of this tank gets limited to the open desert sector. So it is not going to be available for our northern borders, which is a myth often spoken of because of its weight categorization. You look at our adversaries, Pakistan and China, none of them have a heavy tank, not because of capability, but because the operational environment, which is common and adjacent to us, does not permit. So that is as far as its deployability is concerned. As far as its employability is concerned, there are three aspects when I talk about mobility and fire plant protection. Mobility, it's very important to have a strategic mobility. That means you lift a platform by aircraft, move it to a critical point for application. Now, it, that does not permit in a heavy category uh, platform. Similarly, for an operational mobility from one sector to the other sector, you require specific, specifically constructed rail platforms, rail carriers, and tank transporters for a heavy category tank, which have to be made specifically for just these 242 numbers. Hmm. Third, as far as tactical mobility is concerned, your assault equipment also, in spite of even if you say it's a class 70, that 63.5 ton is when it permits sustained power. So you have to have a cautious power. You can change your, uh, your terrain on your side and build class 70 bridges, but a tank is an offensive platform. When you go across, don't expect the enemy to construct class 70 bridges for you. Most of them are class 24, class 40. So you will get restricted in your crossings and choke points as such. As far as survivability and protection is concerned, this, this large silhouette I've already said permits easier detection, but it has got some very good armor, which is indigenous, and it has got indigenous explosive reactive armor, which makes it uh, survivability in terms of protection good, but huge platform for detection. So the right. first aspect of detection is, is, is a negative. I spoke of firepower, 120 millimeter, the only rifled uh, gun available in this uh, mm. country, uh, in, in the world today. And therefore, why, why I'm highlighting this is there will be issues of standardization. There will be issues of logistic support. There will be issues of separate manufacturing line. Right. There will be issues of separate ammunition for these 242 tanks, which will have to be made exclusively and uh, carriage. There will be issues of a separate recovery vehicle because you know, present recovery vehicles cannot take care of a heavy tank. Sure. There will be requirement of a special maintenance vehicle. There will be requirement of special carrying this thing. So, so there are issues in terms of this. Absolutely. All Quickly, right. three other points in the miscellaneous. Firstly, as far as the import content is concerned, mm. uh, Mark One had an import content of 63%, very encouraging that progressively we have reduced this uh, right. to, to uh, about 50% hopefully when, when it goes to the user. 
uh, why it had a high import content because we didn't go for a TOT transfer of technology or a, 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 a MTOT. Sure. So, so transmission, chassis, suspension, running gear, uh, auxiliary power unit, gun, uh, 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 you know, uh, gun uh, sighting system, uh, GMS, all were ex import mainly from Germany. Right. But Asma Nirbhar Bharat, quickly, Asma Bharat with, uh, will, will facilitate this, but you have to keep in mind there is limited quantity for business, uh, defense business, uh, minimum essential quantity is, 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 is important to facilitate. Okay. Last point. point. Points taken. Arjun is a 44 crore a piece. Uh, uh, that was the last price that I'm aware of. We need to keep this in mind too uh, when uh, the medium category tanks are in the range of 30 categories, the 30 crore category a piece. Okay. Points taken, Dr. Uh, so, General Aurora, you wanted to talk about, uh, you know, the aspects as to how this particular tank is different from its predecessor, what makes it different, what is, what is it that is new about the MK-1, uh, uh, yeah, Mark 1A. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, the very fact that the Army has accepted this tank means it meets their requirements, whether it is for a particular sector or its qualitative requirements. So uh, there are, of course, uh, huge improvements in this tank. But the way I look at it is every day new metallurgical developments are taking place. Uh, disruptive developments are taking place. I expect, uh, you know, new uh, armor to come up. I am aware of many companies offering uh, new kinds of technologies for the same protection the weight can be reduced drastically. Of course, <clears throat> in many fields, uh, such new technologies are coming up, which will control the weight of this tank and the dimensions. And when we go to Mark II, I expect to see a completely new tank. I mean, people are expecting that the future main battle tank will be the Arjun Mark II. Specifically, as Dinakar said, the DRDO has uh, had a breakthrough in uh, firing a domestic anti-tank missile uh, cannon style through the barrel. We expect it to have it shortly. The Army wanted that this tank should fire thermobaric uh, shells and penetration and blast shells, practice rounds and blank rounds. So all these features are being provided. It has a fantastic uh, active protection system and a full frontal explosive reactive armor for those who are technically inclined. Uh, the tank has been displayed in 2016 DEF Expo and in 2018 DEF Expo uh, with mine plows against pressure mines, magnetic mines, and tilt mines. It has a new suspension for the driver, which provides it better protection against mine blasts. It's a, it's a seat suspended from the ceiling. It, it, the tank itself has a redesigned suspension system, uh, and its tracks are tracks have been a problem, and uh, uh, it had led to shedding frequently, and these have been improved. The engine itself has been improved. The night fighting capability through panoramic sights, uh, an advanced uh, land navigation system, containerization of ammunition, and protection against laser detection through smoke. Uh, 
the auxiliary, auxiliary power has been enhanced and the the life of the gun hmm. uh, is limited to a certain number of shells fired uh, that has also been improved right uh, from the beginning it had similarities with the german leopard 2 it is also considered at par with some of the third generation tanks of the world right. these are only the important uh, major improvements i have spoken sure. about uh, you can think of mark 2 having many more being a contemporary tank and if the weight can be brought down if the size can be brought down mm-hmm. to address the issues of intersector transportation or intertheater transportation and make it suitable for the northern plains the riverine right. sector and the by higher altitudes i think it will meet the requirements of the indian army all right and uh, dinakar peri close the show for us with your concluding remarks uh just couple of things you know on how the mark 1a will go forward see as of now uh the indent is expected to be placed probably in the next one and a half month i mean the expectation is that within this financial year the army the dsc will clear it and the defense acquisition council will clear it and the army will be able to place the indent with hvf avadi and once that happens so then the next step is uh, hvf will make five pre production models that's about there's a timeline of 30 months for that as per schedule and once that comes in the army will put them through the rigor again you know the five of them uh, to finalize the gsqrs the general service quality requirements based on which then the uh, along with the army the hvf will work out the production schedule for the you know the, then of course there is a bpc also bulk production clearance and then the final listing so that's the a uh, series of steps as of now what we have right now mm. the expectation is the next milestone is dsc clearing it and the indent being placed you know that's the first step so that's where we are looking at right now and uh, all sides in fact the army is also quite happy at the moment you know the how things have progressed all the teething issues have been ironed out and you know the the bigger issues it's not about buying a tank it's about uh, you know maintaining it servicing it the space and support from that aspect the bigger issue the obsolescence management has also been worked out you know there was an issue in the past with the previous models the mark 1 and so now right. there is a drd1 you know collectively they set up a obsolescence management center at jaisalmer hmm. because the urgence are there with uh, the several stockings have been done you know there's a whole list of stockings that have been done there to cater to their you know immediate maintenance and availability rates sure that also has been taken care of as of now so broadly that you know the the teething issues which had been there in the past seem to have been worked out i mean in fact again just to draw a parallel here mm. this is something which was there in the other platforms as well domestic platforms either with lca or with the alh advanced light helicopter which again hl built sure. we went through a curve that teething issues of uh, availability spares and maintenance that's something you know that's a quite a hardening thing to that we have because it we have been building models but sure. we have been bad sustaining them that's been one issue with our indigenous industry as a broad you know observation that's okay. something that's kind of uh, i hope you know hopefully we have learned valuable lessons there and it's we are you know beyond that curve right now and yeah okay. so probably we are all set for the indent to be placed and you know mk2 to be operationalized in the army at the as per the grid timeline without any further delays absolutely all right on that note then i'll call it to wrap on this edition of security scan Thank you to my panelists for joining me on the program and putting things into perspective for us. Well, that's it from me. See you again next time.